Blog Talk Radio. Reconnect My Heart, we'll discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way He originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call us at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. Or you can listen online at www.blog.com. TalkRadio.com forward slash reconnect my heart. Or you can go out to our chat room, which is on our website. You can ask questions, leave your comments, or if you want to send a prayer request. I want to say a huge hello to my church family, True Believers Tabernacle Church, where our senior pastor, Pastor Otis Rogan. If you're ever in the Dallas area, feel free to join us. We are at 4204. Cardinal Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75216. Or feel free to come by and visit and worship with us. We would love to have you. 
Once again, I would like to say thank you all for y'all continued prayers and support, and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart. We've been having technical difficulties. Okay, let me see. We were having some difficulties. Let me see. Let me let me try something right now before we get started. Um, our special guest, Minister Tim, are you there? Hello. Okay, okay. Well, we were having uh problems, but we know that. They're just a trick of the devil. We're not going to even sweat that. While we are on the air, we're going to get everything rolling so we can enjoy and be fed through God's word. Last week, last week we spoke about an unhealthy balance in relationship, friendship, or even in family could turn toxic. And you have to use wisdom to avoid becoming a victim of this. And on today's show, our special guest, Minister Tim Green, is back to talk to us about inappropriate relationships. Now, uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to, um, I don't know what the problem is, but I'm going to see if I can um, call him and I'm going to have it on my speakerphone and we can just do the show like that. Hello, Mr. Tim? Hello, Mr. Tim? Okay, okay. I don't know what's wrong. We're going to find out. We're going to find out what we can do to be able to fix this problem. Dear Heavenly Father, we coming to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We coming to you right now, God. First of all, God, we ask you, God, whatever this problem is right now, God, we're speaking, God, that you fix it right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hello, Minister Tim. Hello, Minister Tim. Hello, Minister Tim. Okay. Um. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to see if I can, uh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to see if I can call him on his home phone. In the meanwhile, um, I hope that today you all had a blessed day. I hope that today was productive. And Calling him on his home phone right now. Okay, can you hear me, Mr. Tim? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? No, I can't hear you on the radio, but I have you on my cell phone, and so I'm just gonna have it on the speakerphone, and I'm just gonna have. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um, matter of fact, hopefully that today was a great day for you, and uh, like I said, we're gonna we're gonna have it where. We're going to have phone to phone, so whoever needs to 
call whoever needs to talk. We're going to make sure that they have access to be able to uh, talk to you or ask questions or even just send a prayer request. Okay. What I'm, yeah, yeah well, matter of fact, we're on the air now. What I'm going to do, I'm going to just just let you talk, however the Lord use you. Feel free to um, allow him to use you. And I'm going to see in the meanwhile, I'm going to be listening and see if I can uh, find out what the problem is on this uh, podcast. Talked about 
how they originate. Uh, mostly, uh, most of the uh, uh, inappropriate relationship comes about through fear and intimidation. And then we have the other one that uh, the number two I would call it by one's over kindness. One gives over kindness that has an alternative motive. And you have to be careful with these people because they're steady giving and they're steady uh, doing things to draw you in. And then they have an alternative motive. So we also discussed that we must always examine the motive behind what people are doing in this hour. Because the devil, he comes to church just like everybody else. And most people are surprised when they get to church and things like this happen to them. But it happens because we have let down our guard. Okay, and we also deal with and we deal with the origins and we deal with the different types of, of relationships upon last week. Uh, and uh, some of the relationships we know they start as wife, the husband, the father, the child, the mother, the children, and the pastor. Those are examples of relationships. We understand that. But we also understand that the example of what we would call inappropriate relationships also, there's this other type of inappropriate uh, relationships. It's an example is an abuse or control relationship. This relationship that we are in that is abusive and where a person has dominant control over our life, then we are in an improper relationship. And those type of relationships will always become toxic and, and they will become harmful to us if we're not uh, uh, able to discern what is going on. Uh, no one, we're all adults, no one should control us but Jesus. No one should control us, again, no one should control us but Jesus. I have the spirit of controlling uh, but Jesus because when they control you uh, through intimidation and fear, they are able to deceive you and take advantage of you. Now, we also understand that we have other relationships with the Bible called inappropriate. Those relationships are adulterous relationships, sexual relationships without marriage, homosexual relationships. That's, uh, we have heterosexual relationships, you know, that's still without marriage. And then by lesbianism, uh, we have... Uh, even the, the beast relationship where people are having uh, uh, sex with their beast now. And, and the Bible speaks of that in, in the New Testament, and it warns us against that. It also does it in the Old Testament. And some people sound like it's, they're shocked and surprised, but when you read the news, we find out that people are marrying their animals overseas and all these kind of things. And, and those are inappropriate relationships. And that also should let us know the times that we're living in. With a population. Now, this Sunday or this week, we want to talk about. Uh, we talked about the church last week. We want to talk now about the family, the family inappropriate relationships in the family. I was reading the article, uh, and the article states that for parents makes children their friends or spouse. And these are what uh, uh, psychologists call uh, these are the, the, the inappropriate relationships that's going on today. And usually what happens is when a parent divorced, gets divorced, or uh, maybe become a widow, uh, or sometimes maybe the person had children but they was never married. Well, when those children get of age, they begin to make them 
we go through uh, uh, these type of situations because our goal is to keep, our goal should be to keep our relationships pure and keep them honest and to keep them straight and on task. If there's, a, there's a place in our life that everyone should be lined up in and no one should get out of their place. There's a place for the child, there's a place for the mother, there's a place for the father, and the scripture teaches us how to deal with these things in, in, in the proper manner, and these are the way that we should always keep those things in line. And then sometimes you have to be a person that, you know, I tell some people that you can love people, but sometimes... You can always visit with people. Sometimes you can just call them on the phone and and just see how they're doing. And when they when the conversation goes starts to go another way, then you tell them, okay, well now you know I gotta hang up now because why? You're grown. It's your phone. If they want to talk crazy, then you can you should be able to hang up that phone and and go about your business and not feel bad because they want to carry on a conversation that are not godly, conversation that are not wholesome, conversation that are not edification, and conversation that are not trying to help the family. And this is what we need to do in this hour. We can see how the enemy is breaking up all kinds of families because of all the different conduct that is going on in these days. We have families that haven't, uh, members that haven't spoken to each other in years because, and now that's become an inappropriate relationship because we should love thy brother, we should love thy sister, but we haven't spoken to each other in years because of some setback of something that we had, you know, and many times we're supposed to be Christians, but we will not speak to one another like we ought to. Now, you know, in, in, in relationships, and I'm moving kind of fast tonight, in relationships, relationships can be damaged, and that's what we have to understand. Our relationships can be damaged by something that we do that is inappropriate, okay? Relationships, let me repeat that again, relationships can be damaged. So the Bible, why? It's damaged through offense, and the Bible uh, teaches us, and we should examine this, that uh, many times when things happen, we should ask ourselves, is what we're going to talk about or what we're going to do, is it more important than the relationship that we have with that person? And many times when we examine that, then we can keep our conversation because we value the relationship more than what we're going to get out of uh, the argument that we're trying to bring about. Otherwise, I'll put an example like this. If someone, uh, if you, one of your brothers or sisters have have uh, done something, uh, let's say it may have been monetary or something, against you, and you want to try to go and get that straight, but you know that by bringing this up, it's going to cause a lot of confusion, and it's going to cause a lot of problems in the family. Many times you have to what, leave that alone and, and, and evaluate that our relationship is more important than the little nickels and that. No, I'm not saying to let people uh, use you or abuse you, but I'm just asking you to ask yourself that before you do whatever you do, you got to ask yourself, is, is, is my being right, if you will, is my being right is more important than our relationship? You know, because you can always uh, acquire the money back, or you can always acquire, acquire whatever the, the thing that happened. You 
can maybe sometimes get that back. But sometimes we can damage the relationship so bad that we can never get it right again. So even in church sometimes we have to evaluate ourselves and always in church or in the family or in, on the job or where we go, we have to let, uh, examine and make sure that is our friendship worth more than what we're trying to do? Is our uh, 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 as brothers and sisters, is our relationship worth more than what we're trying to do? Or will this accomplish anything? And if it doesn't, many times it's just wise to keep that to ourselves and to move on because sometimes people are not uh, mature enough to handle what we want to say to them at that time. And if you know that you're dealing with a person like that, many times it's just not valuable or not uh, worthy of trying to do something that no one is able or ready to receive. See, and that's the key. See, people have to be ready to receive that that you're going to speak about or talk about. If they're not, many times it's not even worthy of you trying to do that uh, thing or have that conversation with them at the time because many times people are immature, too immature to receive what you're trying to say. And so uh, let's just put it like this. Many times we have, an uh, old preacher told me that uh, we can have knowledge and most people can get knowledge and we can have uh, wisdom. And most people can get wisdom. But what we have to do is to under, give an understanding. And understanding teaches us when to execute that knowledge or wisdom. And many times, this is where we miss the mark. We don't have the understanding of God of how to execute the wisdom and the knowledge that God gives us. And we can only get this through the Holy Spirit. We can only get this through our prayer and to the Holy Spirit. God will give us the, amen, the understanding on how to deal with certain situations in our lives. Because you, you can be the smartest person on earth and yet be a fool. You can be the wisest person on earth, or so-called wisest on earth, on earth, and yet all of your wisdom and all of everything that you do, it tears down more than it builds up. So it demands eyesight you would look wise, but in God's eyesight, you're using that without an understanding. And, God, and our understanding is always to promote love or to, to draw people closer to Christ or to, uh, to, to simplify or to emulate Christ in our life. And if what we're going to do will not emulate Christ, no matter how bad we want it, we need to hold our tongue and let God fight our battle. And so we're still dealing with uh, the inappropriate relationships of family. And mm. in Radio Man, I know that many of you probably uh, haven't thought this, but we need to think about it every day. Are we in an inappropriate relationship? In other words, are we being abused by people? Uh, or are we abusing people by uh, uh, 
by uh, intimidating them or to uh, abuse them physically. I don't think many of us are still in a physical, some could be, but most of the time it's just a mental abuse that we go through day in and day out. And some of it is just subtle, little subtle things that people do to try to keep you under their thumb or, you know, and try to keep you moving in, uh, in the way that they would have you to be. See, because a lot of times people cannot see us as what God sees us as, but they can only see you as little brother or little sister. And, and many times this is where we go wrong because we do not look to, look to each other with the eyes of Christ. We only look to each other with the eyes of ourselves. So, you know, even Jesus, he was not accepted, amen, in his own neighborhood, by his own kinfolk. He had to go out from out of his area to be accepted. He was not received by his own people. And so we have to understand that in this hour, we have to understand that we are not trying to impress people. We're not trying to, uh, uh, if you will, to, we're just trying to emulate emulate Christ in our lives. And whatever we do, we should emulate Christ and everything that we do should be uh, biblically based. We should not be into any type of any type of anything. A lot of people are in relationships that they don't live. a lot of people have friend relationships that they shouldn't be in. Uh, I tell young women all the time, if you're a married woman you really have no business running around with single women because y'all agenda is not the same. Her agenda is trying to get a husband. You already got one. And so when you go out together, you give people the wrong idea because uh, many times single women or single men, they, they don't have to worry about going home to a husband or going home to a family. They, they don't have to worry about this. So many times they stay out later and they do things on a whim, whereas you, by having a husband and, and having uh, children, you have a time schedule that you have to keep in order to keep the family running right. And many times this is the thing that causes breakup in the homes is because the women choose to, the women or men choose to hang out with single guys. Now I'm not talking about going to a church meeting with single guys because the church gonna turn out at a certain time. But many of y'all know what I'm talking about. Many of y'all hang with women that's got y'all uh, going to the club, putting on your hoochie dresses and all that kind of stuff and going out to the club with them and knowing that your husband at home keeping the kids, you're using that man by going out to the club. You should be at home with your husband and doing the things of the duties of a wife and vice versa. That husband that's out with the boys and he's staying out late. No one has any business staying out late at night unless y'all all coming from church together. Uh, because why? The only thing that's out late is trouble. And, 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 and it causes the house to be divided. It causes the house to disrupt. And so we have to understand that we can associate with a lot of people, but we cannot hang with a lot of people. And so if you want your relationship to be better, if you want your family to be better, if you want your father and mother and whatever the position you are in the family to be greater, then you have to set certain examples in the family that will gain that respectability. We have to do certain things that would gain that respectability. We have to uh, we have to be with the people.
people that, that, that inspire us to be like them. In other words, if I'm trying to be a millionaire, then I need to find me some friends that has what? Money. If I'm trying to be a better father, I need to hang with some people that have been showed themselves to be a better father. If, I, if I'm trying to be a better mother, then I need to get around some of those women that have been uh, great mothers. If I'm trying to be whatever I'm aspiring to be, I need to be around those type of people. And, and, and one, one preacher told me one time, he said that if you are the biggest person in your circle, then your circle is too small. In other words, if you are the richest person in your circle or the most financial person in your circle, then what? Your circle has become too far, too small. You need to move up and, and get with some people that are larger than you in order that you can glean off of what they're doing. In other words, if you run out of ammunition on raising your children, then you need to go to where somebody else is, is raising their children, right? you can get advice. But many times in the day, the problem we have is that no one wants to listen. No one wants to listen to anybody that has been down that road before and, and, and get advice from those. The Bible said that there's a lot of wisdom in the multitude of counsel. And many times we are not using counsel today. We don't want to be counsel. We think that we know everything and we, and we haven't lived that long, but we think that we know everything and we, we think that we can do everything on our own. We pick up a Bible and we read it and we get the scriptures all out of context and, and we manipulate things to our favor and, and we just don't want to be under no type of authority, any type of authority, whether it's on the job, whether it's in the church, whether it's in the home. No one wants to be under any type of authority today. And what we don't fail to realize is that everybody works for somebody or under some type of authority. No one on this earth is without some type of authority over them. The man, even the man works for himself, he still has customers, and his customers have authority over him. Uh, if you work on a job, your boss is in charge of you, so he has authority over you. Whatever you do in life, there will always be somebody over you. And, uh, and then in the church, yes, we have the pastor, but even the pastor should have God or somebody over them. And so when we understand this, we can submit to authority because we recognize that uh, uh, being under the authority has our best interest at hand. Why? Because uh, let's say you are getting dressed and getting ready to go out. You look in the mirror, but the mirror will only give you a front view. The mirror will not give you a view from behind you. And when you are, uh, are responsible, responsive to authority, or when you are responsive to uh, criticism, somebody can walk up and tell you, sister or brother, you have a piece of cotton on the back of your dress, on the back of your coat. Uh, sister or brother, you, you forgot to comb the back of your head. See why? Because you can't see that. And so this is the reason why we go to church. This is the reason why we fellowship with different people because there, there's a time in our life that there are some things that we just can't see on our own. But when we get with the, the godly people, when we get with people that are really uh, in biblical teaching and that, that really have a concern for our life, these people should be able to correct you 
out of love, of course, and to guide you into a place in God where God can really use that gift that you have and where God can really use whatever he, he can inspire you to be, whatever he has for you in this hour. Because we live in a day now that uh, ministry is going to be more important than, than ever. Many people think that ministry is just a preacher preaching over the pulpit. But I tell you, that's just a vocation. But real ministry is where a person comes down out of the pulpit and begins to minister to the needs of God's people. And we're in an hour now that we must get ready. We must jump onto the horns of the altar and begin to pray and ask God to equip us so that when, when tough times come and the people begin to come into the house of God, that God will equip us, that we'll be able to have an answer to all men, the hope that lies within us. We'll be able to do the work that God has required us to do in this hour. We'll be able to help people. We'll be able to minister unto people through the Holy Spirit and help people to come out of uh, to be delivered, to be set free. And whatever inappropriate relationship they may be in at this time, you know, this is what God is wanting us to do in this hour. God is saying that enough is enough. We make all kinds of excuses. And we all know that any time in history when things got bad, that everyone went to some type of upper room. And that means what? They went somewhere and they got away and they prayed. And this is the, the most missed service in church is prayer and Bible study. We will go to church on Sunday, and we think that uh, we've made the devil mad, but I come tonight to tell you that you have made the devil mad by going to church on Sunday, because he's not worried about you going to church on Sunday. Why? Because uh, on Sunday, the preacher doesn't have much time to really sit down and teach you nothing. He's just preaching to you, but during the week when he can sit down verbatim and explain the scripture to you and teach you how to live godly life, that's when the devil gets upset. When you can sit down and begin to pray and begin to fast during the week time and where you can begin to see the things that you need to shed off of your life and the things that you need to get rid of in your life. This is when the enemy begins to get upset with you. Amen. And so what, what we need to do, we need to begin to start coming out to Bible study. We need to begin to start coming out to the prayer meetings at night. And we need to quit being lazy and saying that we're so tired and and all this thing. You're tired because you're fighting against the will of God in your life. You're not tired because of working, because the old people used to go out in the pastures. And the old people used to do day work. They used to pick cotton. They used to do all kinds of things, but they still did not miss midweek services. They did not miss being in the house of God. They was glad, as David said, when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And many of us, we, we have made excuse after excuse after to excuse, and we wonder why our families are being torn apart and ripped apart is because they have no power in the house. And if you want to bring that power in your house, you have to go back to that old landmark. You got to go back to the thing that uh, that moved the enemy out of your house. You got to go back to the thing that brought the families together. And that thing was by being in fellowship with the people of God, by having people that was praying over your life, by having people that 
that was concerned about your life, by having people that would bring, want to help bring deliverance in your life. You cannot, the, 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 they teach us, in, 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 I don't know if it was a poem, I don't know what it was, I can't remember what it was, but it says that no man is an island. We cannot do this thing by ourselves. We cannot fulfill the scripture by ourselves. No one has it all into the, unto themselves. This is why we come together. This is why we come and pray. This is why we come and fast together so that we can have power in the house. Well, we can tell the devil to get out of our house. We can tell the devil to get out of our children. Our children are being torn apart. Our children are being ripped and raped by Satan and, and being cast out into the demonic powers of Satan. And we sit by idly. We know what the scripture tells us to do. We know what the scripture has called us to do. But yet and still, we will not come down to our knees and begin to put the power of prayer back in our home. It does no good to put prayer in school if we can't put it in our own home. If we can't come together at night around the bed and all the children get together and begin to pray and to begin to pray the demons out of our house and out of our children that they meet every day at school, the demons that they see on the internet, the demons that they see on their iPhones, the demons that they come in tact, contact with daily that are luring them in to do ungodly things, the smoking marijuana to sex and to all these things. These are the demons that they're faced with daily. These are the demons that they come in contact daily. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But we somehow, we don't understand that we need to get back on our knees and begin to call this devil out and begin to move in our homes and to begin to move for this country and begin to move for the nation and begin to moan and groan as the scripture has told us and to begin to do the things and get involved back in the day of God. If we want all of this stuff straightened out in our life, I challenge you tonight, I challenge you, my friends, my brothers, my sisters, to begin to go back to the midweek service, to go back to the prayer service, to go back to praying in your house, to go back to fellowshipping with your children in the evening instead of turning on all the TVs and, and, and just letting them be by themselves. We are living in a dangerous time now where the enemy is just, he's bold, he's walking all up in our homes, and he's doing all kinds of things in our homes, yet when we stand up here, many of us have hidden under the bed, and I'm just speaking spiritually, we've hidden under the bed, we are ashamed, we have no power, so we're hiding, and we're living in fear in our own home, why, because we are afraid to take back what the enemy has stolen from us, we need to be in an hour now that we need to begin to take back what the enemy has stolen from us, he's stolen our virtue. He's stolen our children. He's stolen our finances. He's stolen our health. He's stolen all types of things. But we must begin to take it back in this hour. I challenge each and every one of you to begin to go back to fasting and go back to praying and quit making excuses. Oh, my meditation, all this and all that. I can't fast no more. No, that's what the enemy is telling you because he don't want you to do it anymore. You can't even read your Bible. Many of you have gotten so confused you can't even reach the Bible anymore. Why? Because that enemy has stood against you. But I challenge you tonight before you go to bed, I challenge you to get the family together and begin to pray. I challenge you, if you're the man of God in your house, to get your children together and begin to pray and to pour all over them and to cast those demons out of their life and 
to begin to at the Bible says when he gave a calling to him the twelve disciples, he gave them power to cast out demons, to heal the sick, the lame, the crippled, the blind. He called them unto himself. And this is what God is calling us. He said, Well, do you receive the Holy Spirit? If you got the Holy Ghost, he told us after you receive the Holy Ghost, you shall have power to tread upon the devil. You should have power in your own household if you have the power of the Holy Spirit living in you today. You should call those things that are not so to be so in your house. We don't have to go to the Pope. We don't have to go to the Bishop. We don't have to go to the Apostle. Amen. They are good and they are in, they are good and all in their places. But what we have to do is to go down on our knees and begin to call out and begin to pray and begin to really pray. I'm not talking about now laying me down to sleep. Ask the Lord to keep me in all little weak stuff, but I'm talking about to begin to tell God what's really going on in our house. Tell him about how the enemy is trying to steal. Tell him how the enemy is trying to kill. But God, I hear God saying in his word, I hear said, but I come that you might have life and that you might have that more abundantly. I don't know about you, but I want abundant life and I want the proper relationship in my life. And that proper relationship can only come through Christ. That proper relationship can only come through Christ and the working of the Holy Spirit. So I challenge you tonight, I challenge you tonight to get yourself together. It's 2018, it's time to get ourselves together. We've talked about it long enough. You know where your faith is. Your faith is in the household of God. You know, you know where it's at. You know where you need to be. You need to be in the house of God. I tell you, if you want a change in your life, you need to move to the house of God. You need to get back to the house of God. My spirit is troubled because we have so many coming against the house of God. We have so many people saying there's no need for the house of God. But I tell you, it was the house of God that those old slave masters was praying and talking about that brought us out of slavery. It was that house of God that changed many of our life. It was the house of God when our parents or somebody that was praying over us that brought us out of whatever we were in. So it's going to take that same house of God to do the same thing in your family. We cannot afford to go with the new teaching and the new age wave and all of this new stuff is going on, but we have to go back to the thing that works the most. Oh, yes, we have to go back to the thing that has been working in our life. And that thing was Grandma prayers. Somebody prayed for me. Amen. Do you remember how Grandma used to lay down on her knees and pray? And you can hear her through the house all night long, praying for the people in the house. And we had better results then than we are having now. Why? Because the people had a mind to pray. So I challenge you tonight, I challenge you tonight, if you want to be a part of the move of God, if you want to be a part of the move of God in your life, if you want God to move in you and through you, amen, I challenge you tonight to begin to start really praying, to get to the prayer meeting, to get to where the fire is, uh, come out of the cold church, come out of the places of darkness, come out of the things that is causing uh, turmoil in your life, uh, if the things are not growing you, they're, they're making you get smaller. So whatever is not growing you, you need to leave it alone. You need to move in the things that are growing you, that are empowering you. Amen. And that is the word of God in a praying life. And so I thank you tonight for listening to this radio broadcast. And so 
somebody may have been hit by this broadcast, and I thank you for listening tonight. But my biggest thing tonight, I'm sure I'm talking about inappropriate relationships, but the only way to get into an appropriate relationship is through Christ. And we must understand that we all have to be in Christ. The Bible said, any man be in Christ, he is a what? New creature. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. We have to get in Christ. And it says that under him that is able to exceed it, of all that we can ask or think, according to the power that work in us. He said that also, he said that my God should supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory, which is in Christ Jesus. So if we want God to begin to work for us, if we want God to begin to do the things that we need done in our life, we've got to get around to shedding off some things. we got to get around to taking off some things that are not godly in our life. we got to take off some things that are not leading us to righteousness. we got to get away from some things that are distracting us right now. Sometimes it's not that they are sin, it's not that they are any harm, but they are distracting us from the things of God. And we need to move in the areas and the places where God is moving. We need to do with the things that God is calling us to do in this hour. So I thank you, my brother, and I thank you, my sister. Amen. I thank you over and over again. I don't want to take up all of the broadcast. Amen. I want to give you time for prayer. I want to give you time for uh, questions, if you will. Amen. But I hope the word of God was was uh, uh, richly for you tonight. Amen. Because this is a thing that I feel that God is calling us all to do in this hour. This is a beautiful uh, uh, radio broadcast that uh, Ms. June has brought about. Amen. And it's all dealing with relationships. And why? Because relationships is the key thing. We cannot uh, be any better in our relationships than we are with Christ. We cannot have be a good father if we don't go to the Father. We can't be a good mother if we don't go to the Father. Amen. Why? Because God, amen, he sets the standard for our life. And if our relationship is not uh, good with God, then our relationship with others would not be any good either. And when we realize that, we realize that we need to get in God. Why? Because God will show us how to love. God will show us how to treat our brothers and our sisters. And God will show us all things that are necessary in our lives. There may be one out there tonight that may not be saved, amen, and, and would want to be saved tonight. So uh, we, will, we will want to open up the, uh, the lines, and, and we want to thank Brother Mr. Jones, amen, for allowing us to be on this radio broadcast. And we want to just thank everyone that's listening. And now we want to hear from the people, those that are out there today in Radio Land. We want to hear from you. Amen. We want to hear from you. You may want prayer. You may want to be saved. Uh, you may need information uh, from uh, Minister June. If so, if Mr. Jones is online, we're going to allow him just at this time to do so. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. 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 Can you hear me now? Yes, sir. Okay. Good. 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 Um, Number one, I'm so glad God used you and spoke to you to speak to us. And that's one of the reasons why I, I know for a fact that 
whatever was said was needed because of all time, the past couple of weeks that we've been having this particular show, it seemed like throughout the weekdays, everything going fine. I've been testing and testing, everything going fine. And then as soon as it come down to airtime, that's when the devil trying to fight so badly. But we're not concentrating on what the devil fought because he lost his battle because God made a ram in a bush. And for us to be able to hear with clarity of how to be able to look at those inappropriate relationships, but most importantly, get into a an appropriate and appropriate relationship. That's with number one, Jesus Christ, but also even be able to have that relationship with ourselves. So that way we can be able to be mindful of those people that may try to use us, those people that may try to con us or abuse us. And one of the things Matter of fact, uh, I do see somebody on the line, but I'm going to check and see if I'm able to link up with that person. Before I do, I want to say this. As believers, it's okay for us to take a stand. And matter of fact, um, the episode that I had on uh, the Super Bowl Sunday, we had problems. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to rebroadcast it. If not next week, then we got the next. Um, but the main thing for us to do is just be mindful of realizing, even though, you know, you're a Christian, just because you are meek does not mean that you're weak. A lot of times people think Christians are male shoulders, uh, not male shoulders, but people are, uh, Christians are pushovers. Christians are, well, you know, we always say yes. We never say no. It's unlikely. Uh, it's ungodly to say no. That devil is a lie. No. When you see somebody is trying to, use you or whatever, you have every right, spiritual right and legal right to say no. Now, I do want to say this. Some of the things that were said, we want to make sure, I want to make sure to put this disclaimer out there. We are not licensed physicians. We are not uh, licensed uh, counselors or, if you want to say, um, psychiatrists. But nothing wrong with seeking legal, seeking professional help. But we want to tell you what God's word says pertaining to inappropriate relationships and stuff. So I do see someone on the line right now. I'm going to see if I'm able to get this person online right now. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Radio Program. You're on the air. Hello? Let me try one more time. Okay, okay. Sorry about the feedback. Okay, okay, I don't hear the person. Uh, for the person that's on the line and you, we can't hear you. Let me see. Let me try one more time. Okay. Hello, welcome to Reconnect My Heart Radio Program. You're on the air. Okay. Okay. But I tell you what, uh, for the person that's online, if you do want to say something, you want to say something, um, you can call me on my number, 214-908-3056. And what I can do, I can have you on a three-way on this phone, and so that way I can have Minister Tim on the other phone. And if you have a question, if you want to have a prayer request, you're welcome to do so with that. So I want to make sure for those who are able to hear me, 
I can't get you on the switchboard, but I want to make sure that you have my number, 214-908-3056. Call me right now, and I can be able to have you all on the three-way. Okay. Yeah, I want to make sure that I want to extend the invitation for those who have a question, those who may want to have a comment, or even those who may want to uh, have a prayer request, those who may want to just uh, touch and agree on some things. You know, we have myself, we have Minister uh, Timothy Green that's here, and we're going to be praying whatever the situation or whatever the concerns are. You know, I always tell people there's nothing too hard for God, and especially, like I say, Minister Tim being able to be here, to be able to be here, I know for a fact that he's seen the power of God move uh, throughout his life. I've seen the power of God move throughout my life, and I'm telling you that not only there's nothing too hard for God, but God cares for us, and he want to know what concerns us. He want to know those situations that are near and dear to our hearts, you know, but also even for you to be able to uh, give everything to him once and for all. You know, the Bible tells us, cast all of our cares upon him, for he cares for us. Cast that means chunking. That means detach yourself from it. Give it to him. The trash that you dumped out in the trash can, you're no longer emotionally attached to that. It might have been valuable, whatever food item that you have, but once you got rid of that food item, the container, you threw it away because what was valuable was not the container, but what was inside the container. So now what was of value, you still held on to it, but you discarded what was a waste or what was unneeded. So whatever problem that you may have, look at that as something that you need to discard because, number one, one, you can't be emotionally attached to it, and number two, it's weight, it's trash, it's garbage. Any type of garbage, any type of trash, discard it. Get rid of it once and for all. So I don't I don't see anyone calling. Okay, no. I don't see anyone calling. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna um ask Minister Tim uh if he can come back and we're gonna ask him to just uh lead us in a word of prayer. But I wanna thank each and every one. I'm gonna come back after he uh prays, but I wanna tell each and every one, whatever problems that you may be dealing with, give it to God. And also, whatever problem that you may need to be sent in the gap for someone that you love, I'm letting you know that there's nothing too hard for God. And a lot of times when the devil don't get our attention by messing with us, what does he do? He'll try to mess with our spouse. He'll try to mess with our children. Or he may deal with or go through our spouse or our children. But even if they become, even if they behave something that seems out of their character, realize that it's not that loved one, but it's the spirit behind that loved one. So if we continue to attack our loved one, they would never get to the source of the problem, which is the spirit behind our loved one. But if we deal with that spirit of that loved one, then it helps us to be able to see the power of God move because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood. This is a spiritual matter. This is a spiritual concern 
that the devil is trying to enslave our loved one or even use our loved one as a puppet. You don't deal with the puppet. You deal with the puppet master. So if there is a situation pertaining to the family, you pray for them, give them over to God, and like I said, it's not them, but it's the spirit within them. But even those who may have hurt you, those who may have tried to use you or did use you, forgive them. Like Minister Tim said, we have to forgive them. We have to forgive them and realize forgiveness is not only for them, but mainly it's for you. That forgiveness, if us forgiving those who have hurt us, those who have used us, even with family, because a lot of times we address issues with the with the friends, or even with the church, but very rarely do we deal with the issues on the unforgiveness within the family. And there's so many people, they don't even see each other, speak to each other at family reunions. You know, there's the death of a loved one, and it seems like the cornerstone of the family, it splits up the family. Family members haven't seen or spoken to each other in years. Their siblings, their offspring don't even deal with each other. And that's ungodly. But we have to forgive them. And like I said, just because you forgive that person, that doesn't mean that you trust that person. Just because you forgive that person, that does not mean that they have the same position or level of relationship that they had before they abandoned your trust or they broken your trust. You forgive that person because that forgiveness, it frees you. It removes that blockage. It removes that weight off your spiritual man, off your heart, off your emotions, off your thinking. Forgiveness. You forgiving them. Like I said, it's not only for them, but it's mainly for you. And if you hold on to that unforgiveness, it's just like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So we have to forgive them and realize once we forgive them, I mean, that means, you know, counsel that, let, let God deal with the revenge and all that stuff. You go on with your life, but like I said, you forgive them, but you still don't trust them. And just because you don't trust them, that doesn't mean that you ain't saved. That's wisdom. You don't give someone the same level of respect without them earning it. Uh, uh, trust has to be earned. Trust has to be earned. So with that, whatever is going on in your life, whatever concerns, whatever issues, give it over to God. And we're going to turn to the hands of Minister Tim and just allow him to lead us in a word of prayer. Thank you. 
God would be destroyed tonight in the name of Jesus. We pray, Father, that the mind, we pray on the mind that you would give them the right mind, Father, tonight, that you would give them a transformed mind in the name of Jesus, that for the things of God, Father, we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you all will fall upon them right now in the name of Jesus and call them to come subject to the things of God. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you because we know that you're able. We thank you because you know that you have all power. We thank you because you're able to bring us out. We thank you, Father, because you are a healer. We thank you because you are a deliverer. We thank you, Father, for those, you said, those that diligently seek you, Father, that you are delivering your reward of those that diligently seek you, Father. And we thank you for right now, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for what you've already done and what you're doing, even on the airways right now. As we speak, how that you're giving people the uh, ammunition over all their situations right now in the name of Jesus. How you're giving them clarity over their situation right now. We speak life right now over God's people right now. We speak abundance over God's people right now in the name of Jesus. And we speak a flow over their life right now that they will be flowing in the Holy Ghost right now. And we thank you for it right now in the name of Jesus. We thank you and we give you all the praise and the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. 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 Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Okay. 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 Yes. Well, we are here. I thank God for Minister Tim. I thank you uh, not just for last week. I thank you for this week also. Um, I appreciate you. Thank you for your availability and also for you to be able to feed us and and even in the process of everything, you know, everything happened for a reason. And I do want to say this real quick, real quick. Last week um, I was disconnected from the podcast. I didn't know it. I thought that everybody else was disconnected, but come to find out I was disconnected while everybody else was still connected. And, I heard the podcast in its entirety after the show went off the air. And everything that I felt, everything that had transpired pertaining to that particular topic that we spoke about, inappropriate relationship within the church, everything that you said without me even telling you, you hit it right on the money pertaining to what I dealt with. But I found out some key things, not just, Last week, but even before I got on the air today, I went to a church service uh, right before I spoke. Um, one of the ministers said something, and he was speaking about me to me, and he said some things that really opened up my eyes to why I care about people. I care about people. I don't have to know them. I care about people because that's the nature that God has given me. I'm a very protective person on a spiritual sense, when it comes down to people's salvation, people's souls, I'm very, 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 very guarded when it comes down to making sure that people know Christ, but also when I see bullying, when I see manipulation, when I see con games and all that stuff, I'm very, very, very guarded when it comes down to that. And I do know that that kind of stuff does happen in the church. That's what makes me rile up. And therefore, make me really just make sure that 
we stay on guard as people of God to make sure that the foolishness that transpired that the devil trying to bring in, we put a silence to that stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't mind being a nice person, but when it comes down to foolishness, when it comes down to people manipulating and bullying and lying and stuff, I put an end to that. And we recognize that kind of stuff in the streets. We recognize that kind of stuff even in our homes. But a lot of times when it happens in our church, we let our guards down. If if a if a person dressed like a pimp, act like a pimp, and acknowledge himself as a pimp, if we can acknowledge him as a pimp in the street, and the home, on TV, but we shouldn't turn a blind eye when he come in the church acting the same way, saying the same thing. No, we need to put, we need to have a zero tolerance back in the household of God. We 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 get less because we make an assumption because somebody say, oh, I'm I'm Rem so and so, and Hallelujah, he'll he'll say these things or he or she may say these things, but their character, their behavior coming of their position, their title. Uh uh-uh. uh. So so a lot of stuff that you had said, I was, I was just shaking my head and I said, well, I'm gonna have to give a chance to talk to you and I and I thank God for you. I hope and pray that those who listen take heed to it and realize this is for the betterment of the kingdom and also the betterment for you spiritually. We're about soul winning, soul winning, soul winning. And I know to some people, oh, man, you know, uh, to some people, this may be new to some people, but we're old-fashioned people who believe in God and who believe in God's word, and we take we take our walk with God seriously. We take our responsibility as ministers more importantly, as Christians, this is what Christians are supposed to do. That's the way I see it. So when it comes down to it, me personally, I care less about people calling me a title. I don't. I prefer people not to call me a title. Just call me Brother Prater or Minister Prater. That's all. All the other stuff, I care less. And that's the way when it, when it boils down to it, when it comes down to the battle of Christ, God loves us all the same. God don't care about any type of quote unquote rank or position or title. He don't love he don't love uh, a new convert, someone who just got saved three minutes ago. He don't love them any less than someone that's a pastor, bishop, apostle, evangelist, none of that. God loves all his children the same. So, um we finna get ready to um Wrap it up, but any last remarks, Minister Tim? Uh, yes, I just again like to thank the people for listening tonight, and uh, I admonish all people to understand that uh, just because something has a church, a, a title of a church, a title of a bishop, a title of a pastor, a title, whatever title may be, doesn't mean that they are that. In other words, I can have a, a, a big toolbox in my garage, but that doesn't make me a mechanic. And we must understand that uh, what makes a person a mechanic is because they are able to do 
uh, use the tools that they have in their toolbox and to repair things. And so this is what we as ministers, we have to be able to use the tools that God given us to repair the, the people of God, uh, to help lead them to the place because God is the repairer. We are the ones that lead you in, if you will. We're like the nurses in the, in the, when a person is going to surgery. We wash our hands and we get cleaned all up and we roll in to the great physician in order that he can open you up and do surgery upon your old story heart and give you a heart of new. Well, this is what God wants us all to be in this hour. He wants us to be assisting in the kingdom and be kingdom-minded in order that we can encourage the people of God to do better. And we are living an hour where that's what we need to do. We need to just do better. Uh, it does us no good to be talking about what this one is doing, that one is doing. I'm just concerned about what I'm doing. And what I want to do is to encourage people to come into the house of God. And I encourage people in love to make changes in their life. I encourage people to, to bring themselves up to a level and stop making excuses for what they're doing and, 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 to, be, and to be able to just get in God and get in God like never before because we're living in a dangerous hour now and we're living in a time that I feel that the time is almost winding up and I encourage all of us that if we ever going to do anything for Christ the time is now. The time Time is now to do the things for Christ and not doing it because of our flesh, but we're doing it because we have a heart of God. We have a heart of God for the people of God. And this is the only reason that we should be doing whatever we do in leadership. If you just want to stop, uh, if you just want to preach to people, then there's a place where you can go and become a national known speaker. Amen. They call them motivational speakers. You can dance in the workplace. We see them all the time coming to us and, and trying to motivate people. And you can really get into that and you can pour yourself into that. But on this side, we need more than just a speaker. We need a person that is that's ready to, to roll up their sleeves and ready to get down to business and to deal with the people of God in order that they may be changed. If you want to be a, uh, a recorded artist, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you don't have a heart for God's people, there's a place where you can go and they'll sell many records for you on the other side. So over here, we should everything we should do, the songs that we write, the things that we do, we should go before God and ask God, God, give me a song that even the angels can hear it. Give me a song, Father, that will change the heart, that will bring conviction upon your people. Give me a song and just not be a person that just want to open up and write something just to be doing something. Whatever we do for God, let all the ability and all the tools that God has given us to do. And so as we get ready to wrap it up and get ready to close, I just admonish you, whatever your gift may be, whatever the gift may be, God has given you to do. Don't do it just because you, you're able to do it, but do it because God has equipped you to draw men unto him. And we thank you for it. And we're back into the hands of Minister June at this time. Yes, yes, yes. We want to, <clears throat> okay. We want to thank each and everyone who tuned in and listened to our program. Feel free to contact me. I'm Brother Prater. 
um, on Facebook, Brother Prater, Brother, spelled out B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Piers and Paul, R-A-T as in Tom, E-R. You can catch me on Facebook. You can read my daily devotions and my videos on my page. Or you can subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is on the Brother Prater. Or you can go onto my website at www.brotherprater.org. You will see my daily devotions, the upcoming events, and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, The Path to Godly Fatherhood. Excuse me, A Few Good Men was written to encourage the men and help the men to see the needs and responsibilities towards their family, their children, their spouse, even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. <clears throat> also to inform women the needs of men and to give single women the qualities of a potential future husband and a father to present or future children. So I want to thank each and every one who tuned in to the show. Once again, thank Minister Tim for coming in and blessing us this week and last week. And I want to ask you all to continue lifting us up in prayer. Thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart radio program. God bless you.